Kurt, are we good to go? Sure. All right. Can everybody hear me? This is Richard Haig, chairman of the Lawrence Aviation Advisory Board, and we'll go ahead and call the meeting to order and get things rolling. We'll start with the uh, the official reading by uh, Scott Wagner of the requirements for the Zoom meeting. Good evening. Uh, my name is Scott Wagner. I'm the Lawrence Airport Manager. Welcome to the August 3rd meeting of the Aviation Advisory Board. I've just got a few housekeeping items for this hybrid meeting. City staff and aviation board members will be in person at City Hall and also virtually. Virtual participation is allowed by any participant, including staff and the public. Live public comment can be made in person or at City Hall or virtually using the Zoom link. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel and cable channel 25. If you are not, if you're on Zoom, please remember to mute yourself during the meeting when you are not speaking. Uh, the chat function for the public meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. When the chair calls for in-person public comment, individuals should indicate if they wish to speak and staff will direct you to the podium. Individuals participating via Zoom should use the raise hand function to indicate that you wish to speak. Please state your name before speaking and comments will be limited to three minutes. The city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during this meeting. And now I'll turn it back over to our board chair, Richard Haig. All right, welcome everybody. Um, the uh, first item on the agenda, actually it isn't for the, to uh, approve the minutes from our last meeting. And if anybody has comments or changes they'd like to see in those minutes, I'd welcome them from board members or public. A motion to approve. Okay. Who is that? Tiffany. 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 Second. I'd second. Seconded by Jim. And we'll do a roll call vote. Uh, Richard Haig. Yes. Jim. Yes. Tiffany? Yes. Clancy? Just, yes, if I can David? figure out how to unmute. <laughs> can you hear uh, us, yeah. David? Is yep. that a yes? All right. That is a yes. Five zero. Chris is on the line, Richard. Oh, is Chris here? He is. Chris, are you with us? Chris? I see his name up there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I haven't seen a response. Oh, no, I just have him dialed in as he's going to be here in person. Oh, okay. Sorry. We're good. All right, at this time, we will, this is Richard Egg, Chair. We will welcome any public comment that we have toward uh, aviation activities in Lawrence, the airport, and anything in that area. Do we have any public comment? Okay. I don't see anybody online. Don't have anybody here at City for our consultant tonight. Richard? You got it. Well, we'll move on to the uh, airport manager's report. Excellent. Uh, again, my name is Scott Wagner, airport manager. Um, I think before I go through my report, uh, I'm going to show 
brief video uh, from our Airways Classic in 2022 that just happened back in June. I told Clancy I was going to have a surprise for her tonight. So this is it. Uh, it did get a little lengthy because we had a lot of people taking great pictures out there. And I think our meeting is going to be fairly, uh, hopefully short tonight. So I'm just going to let it roll and uh, enjoy enjoy the pictures from the Airways Classic. I'll share my screen so people online can view it. Cool. Right. Awesome. Is it, you're not actually sharing your screen. And not work. I'm not sharing. Uh, down below the blue bottom button, lower right. Yeah. Straight. Ah, up. there we go. There you go. Yeah, starting. Sorry about that. My technical skills are limited. It's more surprising that I can offer technical help like finding the blue button. That's my favorite.
think that was the winning. No, that wasn't the winning team, Clancy. Pardon? We've got a picture of the winning team in there somewhere. Girls from Kent State. Yeah. That's who won the whole thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe two. I didn't bring the book. Good for them. Oh, I wonder if I have mine. I don't. I brought one of my folders, though. That was him. Very cool. There's our chair. That's some nice visits from chamber leadership at the event. Yay. Here's our own Tiffany Hall. Yay. That's Lloyd Hetrick's mom. Yeah, Doris. <laughs> awesome. Super duper. <clears throat> Well, I appreciate everyone's patience with that. Uh, that video is dedicated to Clancy and all the numerous volunteers that helped us uh, pull off that event. Um, and Clancy's got a, a brief report on the event uh, as well. Um, I'll, I'll just say I want to thank uh, Clancy. I'll, I'll go to my portion of the manager's report about the event. I want to thank uh, Clancy, the Timing Line Chair, Tamara Willits, the Ram Chair, Sarah Thompson, all the Northeast Kansas 99s, and uh, just the incredible number of volunteers that it took to make this uh, four-day event a success. And I think it was a, a rousing success. We got some nice publicity uh, in the Lawrence Journal World uh, about the event. Um, and I must say, you know, I've been involved in volunteer events most of my adult life, and uh, this event was one of the most uh, enjoyable things I've ever taken part in. It was just such a atmosphere of positivity, great volunteers, great racers that came through our airport, and I think everyone enjoyed uh, their pit stop in Lawrence during the time that they were here. So, well done, Clancy. Thank you so much, and I'll continue uh, with my um, report since our last meeting. It seems like a lot has gone on since May 18th. I did attend the Kansas Association of Airports Conference that was held out in Dodge City. Um, Andy uh, of CMT was there as well. It was a, a well-attended conference, another great conference put on by uh, the KAA uh, board. Uh, lots of great presentations, including some face-to-face uh, -face time with FAA central staff. They were allowed to travel, I think, for the first time in a couple of years, so it was good to see them. We got a really helpful presentation by the Ferguson Group on alternative sources of airport funding as well. Uh, Richard may want to say something about the Aviation Youth Camp. It was rescheduled to Saturday, June 18th, um, and we're grateful that the uh, camp remained full at all 30 participants. No one had to drop out because of rescheduling. Our board chair, Richard, uh, with the help from uh, a few Northeast Kansas 99s and Hedrick Air Services and Parks and Recs Department and Nelson Kruger provided a, a great uh, half-day camp. Everyone got a, a ride uh, in an airplane that day as well. And uh, I think that that was my first time and seeing that camp in action. And I forgot to mention that one of the air race racers uh, was a uh, alumni of our camp. Um, and so that was that was good to see uh, 
that as well. Uh, Richard, you have anything you want to add? I'd say it just um, kind of things I switched around after the May 18th cancellation and everything came together pretty good. Um, I actually need to apologize to Larry Kellogg because the way everything came together, I didn't get a chance to reach out and have Larry. He's been a good participant for many years and helped us out. And I just didn't get a chance to get things coordinated enough to get those guys back in. But the camp actually probably one of the smoother camps that we've had. The weather was extremely cooperative. We got the flights all done before the turbulence started. And I think everybody had a great time. So it was, it was a super time. Everything went great. Thanks to everybody that helped. Great. Um, moving on, uh, the four states conference is coming up here in a couple of weeks in downtown Kansas City. Uh, that's the four states of the FAA Central Region. I plan to attend that. That's always, I attended it last year, it was super helpful in terms of uh, just the great presentations uh, available at that conference. And I'll have more to report at our next meeting. Uh, kind of the big item on my report uh, tonight is some news from the uh, Bipartisan Infrastructure Legislation, or Bill has uh, the acronym for that legislation, as people kind of call it. Uh, in December 2021, um, U.S. Department of Transportation, FAA, awarded $2.89 billion to be made available uh, to 3,000 airports nationwide. Uh, through an airport uh, improvement program, a terminal improvement program called uh, ATP. Um, we received a notice of funding opportunity on February 22nd, 2022. And we were able to put to, uh, together an application by the application deadline of March 28th, 2022. We submitted an application with total project costs of approximately 1,194,000 and requested federal funds of 1,075,000 and some change for airport terminal and airport road improvements. Just a couple of weeks ago on July 7th, we received word from FAA that the initial round of awards for this new program uh, and that the Lawrence Regional Airport was awarded the amount of funds that we requested uh, $1,075,124. We are currently working with our consultant who's here tonight, um, Andy Bodine and his team from CMT uh, on design and a timeline for the project. And on last night's city uh, commission agenda, uh, the contract with CMT was approved. So we're moving forward with uh, getting that contract wrapped up. Uh, Andy's gonna talk to us here in a minute, but um, we will, of course, need a stakeholder involvement to gather input on the uh, design elements, and that would include um, people who are certainly uh, tuned in to us online tonight, as well as members of the Aviation Advisory Board. We'll be meeting with the uh, uh, tenant uh, groups and, of course, uh, Hetrick Air Services and uh, our key uh, tenants out there as well. In some of our initial discussions with um, Andy's staff, we have put together a kind of an initial cost um, for the project in terms of what we'd really like to have done. And we think it's gonna be more along the lines of a $2.2 million project versus uh, the approximately $1 million we've uh, been awarded from FAA. So we've had some initial discussion with FAA about applying some of our other uh, bill funds um, to this project to really make it a great project. Um, if you remember, I reported 
I believe at our last meeting and probably going back to our February meeting that the Lawrence Regional Airport has been awarded $295,000 annually for the next five years as part of the, the bill legislation. Uh, so we think we'll be able to pry, apply some of those funds um, to this project as well. We'll also go ahead and apply for the next round of funding for this program when the opportunity arises. And we think that a, a notice of funding opportunity will probably come out again uh, for the next round uh, here in September. So uh, we'll hear more about uh, that exciting project uh, for the airport uh, and from Andy Bodine here in a minute. Uh, a few just kind of updates on various uh, things going on. I was able to work with FAA Central staff to close out a project from 2017, which was a wildlife fence project. Our prior engineering firm had not completed the requested closeout documentation on that project. Uh, and we still had 55,000 and some change uh, that we needed to draw down. And uh, FAA central staff was really helpful in working with me to, to close out that project because it was past a uh, past due. I just have one question on that. Did you finish out with central or did um, the engineering company come through with any help with that? Uh, that's a great question, uh, Richard. Uh, we have not received any additional help from uh, the airport development group. Uh, I had to work directly with um, FA Central staff to close that out. Uh, I gave a brief uh, facility tour to one of our planners, Sandy Day, that uh, works on airport planning, and she'll be working with the team on this uh, terminal project. And it was helpful for her uh, to see the airport and the changes that have gone on out there. I've uh, emailed um, information about the super exciting United Way event that's going to be held out at the airport on August 27th, 2022. So it's coming up here in a few weeks. I have put on your uh, DS's uh, poster uh, about the event, and I'm just super excited. I met with uh, their staff a couple of weeks ago and again on Friday. I believe that they are really organized and have everything ready to go for a, a super successful event. I asked the board to help publicize this because I think it's just going to be a, a great opportunity for the airport and get people out to the airport that don't normally need to get out there. Um, and uh, there was another great announcement today by the United Way uh, that they are merging forces with the United Way of Topeka. And so they're the new United Entity is going to be called, I believe, Caw Valley United Way. And they're going to really kick off this new announcement at our event at the airport and announce in a bigger way this, this merger. Um, what else? Uh, they, they've been really active in pushing out a lot of great publicity about this event. I received yet another email from the United Way about the event uh, today. Explore Lawrence in their um, monthly event reminders uh, has the event listed. And I also received a flyer at home about the event. I asked um, one of the staffers at United Way how many of those went out. And she said over 2,500 hard copy flyers went out in Douglas County. So, you know, they're doing a great job, I think, of uh, pushing out information about this event. And uh, I think it's going to be super successful and, and hopefully uh, something that will carry on at the airport going forward. Let's see. Um, I've been working with our farmer who farms some of the surplus uh, ground around the airport past Pat Ross. We met with him back in May, and he's kind of phasing out of farming. But his um, partner, um, Kent Nunemaker, is going to take over some of the farming operations around the airport. And after meeting with them, I uh, worked on a... Um, 
a transfer and an assignment of the existing ag lease over to Kent Nunemaker um, and his staff to to farm uh, some of the, the grounds around the airport. It's uh, it's really sensitive um, because we did put up a wildlife fence a few years ago. It made uh, farming uh, out around the airport a little more difficult and challenging. So I really view it as a partnership uh, with a good good farmer out there to not damage the airport equipment um, and to really serve as a steward of the land. And I think Kent Nunemaker will do a good job in continuing that partnership. That uh, lease assignment will be on the August 16th uh, City Commission agenda for approval. And finally, uh, I think that's our final item, an update on our discussions from our last meeting with Lifestar. On June 8th, I had an initial meeting with uh, their staff pursuant to the direction that you guys gave us uh, back on May 18th regarding continuing uh, lease negotiations with Lifestar. Then initial meeting went very well. Uh, they're pleased with their current occupancy of the hangar. I was out there today meeting with uh, Lifestar staff again. They've made great reuse of uh the hangar space I have repurposed a lot of the spaces that uh, the prior tenant uh, was using, and they're very happy with uh, uh, the hangar. Staff met with them to discuss uh, a little bit of uh, upgrades to the building. We have uh, some funding left over from the airport terminal project, uh, about $8,000 that we need to spend on building improvements. And so we're currently working with Lifestar staff to identify uh, a few upgrades that you know, we can spruce up the building with, mainly some uh, fresh coats of paint and carpet uh in some of the crew areas. So that's going well. And then finally, just last week, I got word that they do want to lease the entire hangar. Uh, so that's pursuant to the direction that the board gave uh, at our last meeting and that is moving forward. So uh, a lease draft uh, has been sent to Lifestar and I hope to report more back at our next meeting, but uh, they wanna stay on the airport uh, as long as we wanna Keep them there, which is hopefully a long time. Exactly. I think that's all I have to report, Chair. If anybody has any questions, I'll be happy to answer them. Does anybody public or members of the board have questions for Scott? I forgot to say thank you to Jim Laster. Uh, Jim said in our consultant uh, selection process after uh, volunteering for that role at our last meeting and uh, had some great uh, insight into that process uh, as well. So thank, thanks, Jim. All right, we'll move. I, I have a question, Richard. Okay, yes, go How long is that lease going to be for, Scott? What's the proposal on it? I've initially proposed a five-year lease, um, mainly just because of the announcement at the last meeting that we heard from Doug Compton and his plans to build a new facility out there. I think if the opportunity arises that you know things change at the airport and uh, they may want to relocate to a new hangar, that would allow for that. The, the lease draft will give uh, Lifestar 180 days to provide notice to the city if they, they chose to to vacate the hangar. So um, hopefully that, that's good for both parties. Thanks. Any other questions for Scott? All right, let's move forward. Um, I don't see Lloyd online or is there anybody from the FBO to speak on their behalf? So we'll move on down the line. All right, we'll go to our normal board items. The first one. Oh, just, uh, we were going to have uh, oh, Andy. There was that. Yeah, that's all right. Actually, I didn't have that on my list. Um, I skipped over the first one. Um, 
let's uh, meet uh, Andy Boding from CMT Consultants that will be heading up the uh, terminal project. Thanks, Richard. Appreciate that. Appreciate the opportunity to, to speak with you all. As uh, Scott and Richard said, my name's Andy Bodine. I'm the Aviation Group Manager for Crawford Murphy and Tilly in Kansas City. Um, just to give you guys a little bit of a background, we're, uh, we're a medium-sized engineering firm, um, about 400 engineering uh, consultants, planners, and scientists. Um, there's a, uh, we got about 26 offices, and one of our larger presences is, is in uh, Kansas City. So um, I won't uh, bore you with all of our firm details. I think, uh, I think the more exciting thing here is is what you all have going on out here at Lawrence. Um, and so we just appreciate the opportunity to work with you all. Um, I'd like to just take a few minutes and uh, kind of work through some of the funding strategy that we're looking at for this program overall, um, some of the timeline associated with that, um, and then just answer any questions that that you all have. Um, you know, it being that you are the board, you have a, a big say in exactly what how this gets implemented. Um, and we want to make sure that as, as stakeholders at the airport, um, you've obviously got sufficient say and the improvements that are being made out there as well. Um, so what I'll start with is, is some really good news. You know, Scott had in his report um, that there's, you know, $3 billion that was approved. <laughs> it's actually the annual amount um, that's that's being allocated to airports over the next five years um, in the form of, of allocated bill money. Um, so it totals $15 billion over the next five years. Um, your $295,000 uh, a year comes out of that $15 billion dollars. Um, the, the money that you all actually received was part of the airport terminal program with, within um, the overall bill infrastructure package um, to the tune of another $5 billion over five years. Um, so there's a billion dollars a year within that terminal program over the next five years. Um, and as Scott said, we intend to, to make additional asks um, within that overall program outside of just the allocated money that you all, that you all have. And then the other $5 billion is um, uh, set aside for FAA facilities and equipment. So it's actually a, an overall $25 billion um, program that, uh, that's been implemented for airports. And so it's, it means meaningful upgrades for, you know, cities like Lawrence, um, you know, some of the smaller GAs and some of the larger commercial service airports um, as well. And um, I don't think any of us envy FAA in terms of having to, to divvy the funds up. Um, but I, I got to tell you, this is a, this is a great start. Um, Scott actually mentioned, you know, a little bit of an increase in in cost, and I'm sure you all are, are kind of aware of the current bidding environment. Um, materials and labor have both gone gone through the roof, and we wanted to make sure that Scott and Kyle um, and the rest of the city had an understanding of exactly what we believe this this project was going to cost um, in today's current bidding environment. And so we took the the estimate that had been previously put together um, as part of the funding application, and we we put in you know, bid prices that we've seen in, in the region, you know, in Kansas City, in Lawrence, um, in, in Cameron, in Lee Summit, um, you know, surrounding cities to, to make sure that we had an accurate picture of um, exactly what we believe this project is going to cost. Again, I believe the good news here is that um, there's ways to kind of supplement the $1 million that you all have been awarded um, with additional funds, either through your allocated bill money, um, your non-primary entitlement money that's available to you, and then just making additional asks on that, that ATP side of the 
side of the equation that I was talking about before. Um, I, I would say, you know, two for, for consideration is, is next year's um, congressional earmark requests. You know, that's um, terminals are, are, you know, a hot ticket item. And, and it's something that, you know, we could help help you work with uh, with legislators on to, to maybe realize some money that way as well. So outside of additional money, I think, you know, the name of the game here is really working with you all to to make sure that we implement exactly what you want. And we do a good job of, of right-sizing that from a planning and engineering perspective. Um, some of the things that, that Jim and Scott heard us talk about during the interview and that I've been working with Scott over the last you know, three or four weeks on are, you know, making sure that the pavement structure, you know, the thickness is correct, that we get the right width, that we get the appropriate lighting out there. Um, all, all of the things that are going to be important to making this, um, you know, really the front door for the community are what we want to make sure that we get included um, within this project overall. And so um, just looking forward to, to kind of getting things kicked off with you all. Um, just so you're aware, um, this, this project timeline is very tight. Um, the FAA has informed Scott and, and you all as the sponsor um, that bids need to be received by December 1 um, to be able to actually, you know, take uh, take receipt of that $1 million um, that you all have been awarded. And so the, the timeline for this project is extremely important. Um, it's kind of what I'm going to talk about here over the next few minutes. Um, but just know that over the last four weeks, Scott and I have been working very closely together to get some of those items already kicked off. Um, in fact, we've already worked with the FAA on several occasions via via email. Um, we submitted the environmental documentation that was necessary to kick this project off with the FAA on Friday, and they approved it on Monday. So they understand what they're asking of, of you and us um, as, as part of this project and, and part of this project timeline overall. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk up, hand out some schedules, and I'll leave a, a couple extras with Scott too so that he can hand those to anybody online. And I'm, I'm certainly happy to provide those um, via email as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. Okay. So um, if we take a look through the schedule, and I'm not going to go through every single line item, uh, that would bore you all to death. So um, we'll just kind of go in, in a little bit larger chunks here. But um, as you can kind of see from some of the things I've already said, um, and, and Scott has alluded to as well, the contract was approved last night at last night's uh, city commission meeting. Um, we are, are here tonight at the uh, Aviation Advisory Board meeting. Um, we've already worked through the environmental documentation that's been approved by the FAA. And so I feel really good about that timeline there and the fact that they approved that so quickly, I think allows us to, to you know, just move forward without um, kind of the loom of, you know, a, a review of that environmental kind of hanging over the project itself. Um, so the next couple of weeks are really going to be focused on kicking things off with, with our team. Um, Julie Wellner, I believe, is, is online. Um, she's our architecture partner. Um, she'll be working on the architect pieces of uh, the project overall. Um, and so we 
we have actually a kickoff meeting scheduled with Scott, the rest of the staff on Monday, um, just to go through some of those, um, you know, programming items that we just talked about, the needs, um, the wants, what can we maybe right size, things of that nature. We follow that up quickly with an FAA meeting next Wednesday that's already scheduled, um, just to help them understand exactly where we are in the project process um, and make sure that everybody's on the same page moving forward. Following that, I would really like to get kind of our first stakeholder engagement meeting together um, to allow you all to give some input and to give, um, you know, Hedrick Air Services and anyone else um, that, that we deem as an applicable stakeholder of the project um, an opportunity to, to kind of say, um, you know, what's on their mind relative to the terminal and the entrance road. Um, I think we see, you know, that the input as being an important part of the, the project overall, and we want to make sure everybody has an opportunity opportunity to, to have their say. So the, the timing of the project is very condensed, but, um, you know, it fits very well with your all's, uh, your all's board meetings. You know, we, we get an opportunity to kind of kick things off with you here. Um, and then, you know, Scott and I have talked about working with you all closely via email, via, you know, virtual means, or, or even if we, you know, meet out at the airport a couple of times too, um, just to make sure that you all are, are kind of keeping up to speed with the project ahead of your next board meeting, because your next board meeting, I'm going to be setting 100% plans and in front of you and the project's going to be done. Um, and so we want to make sure that we have appropriate engagement with you all, you know, over the next few months and that you don't feel like I was here to kick it off and then, hey, we're done, you know. Um, so that's that's really kind of the name of the game. Um, outside of outside of kind of those programming pieces kicking off over the next few weeks, um, we really just get into to heavy design. Um, and as we get into heavy design, I think there's an opportunity for things to, to shift or alter based on maybe what we find out there. Um, we've got our surveyors heading heading out tomorrow. Um, out at the airport, and they'll be there probably through the middle of next week. Um, and they intend to to turn those documents around to us about two weeks from now. Um, and that allows us to get started on the civil design pieces um, and, and and kind of move the roadway project forward. Um, I think that's where we see maybe the potential for the most variability um, in exactly how we implement the project. Um, you know, we, we kind of talked about having a turn lane down the down the center of the roadway. I think if maybe we we focus on a turn lane, you know, on to US 2440, um, as opposed to having a, a turn lane the full length, you know, there's an opportunity for cost savings there. Um, and then having the, those surveys really allows us to understand how to lay out the parking lot new signage, you know, to make make the entrance, you know, what what we all, you know, would want it to be. Um, and so, you know, as we work through those heavy design pieces, those are going to be opportunities for us to to kind of reach out to you and make sure that we're headed down the the path that you thought we were headed down um, and make any adjustments that that need to be made. You know, we, we, we may get down the line and see that, you know, the alternative that we moved forward with is maybe a little bit too expensive. And we start to work with with the city on breaking that the project into phase or, or additive alternates. And that's really where, you know, making another ask on the ATP funding side of things could be could be of real benefit. 
Um, so there's there's nothing um, you know really magical about the rest of the schedule from September on. Um, we've got a few additional um, FAA coordination pieces in the form of um, airspace. Um, we'll be getting those submitted early. Um, we'll also be updating the airport's ALP. It's just called the red line um, of the project. It basically shows the the change in existing pavement limits or the change in terminal limits. If we were to change the terminal limits, I don't think we're looking at that. But, um, you know, it's an opportunity for that to be updated within the FAA central region uh, system and just make sure that we go through the appropriate approval processes. So... Um, outside of that, just to to hit the schedule that they're looking at, um, we're looking at issuing uh, for bid at the at the end of October, um, giving contractors a, a three to four week period to, to submit bids for the for the project overall, and then bring a recommendation uh, before the city commission at the beginning of December. Um, and so that that would achieve the the timeline set forth by the FAA, um, and I think we we feel like that's that's achievable. So. Um, with that, I'm I'm super excited. I, I tell Scott all the time that um, you all have one of the nicest general aviation terminals um, that I've been in, and and we work for you know some some other general aviation facilities, and and you all have a very nice terminal, and it's nice to see that you all are investing in in keeping that terminal up to date um, and making it as as nice as you can for for your tenants and your users. So I, you know, I commend you. Um, Outside of that, I'd, I'd you know welcome any questions or discussion that you all have on the project. Any, any questions from public or board members? I guess the the one question I just want to clarify is yeah, when's the date of the the meeting that we'll have to to take public input and and review? What was the date of that? Uh, let's see here. For the uh, when when we meet with you all and that, yeah. with stakeholders, um, we'll probably target. Um, I would say the end of this month, okay. um, and so I'll be sure to work with Scott to to give uh, you all appropriate notice for that and make sure that we get the get the venue right, even if it ends up being virtual. So, so we can notify tenants and yeah, yep. exactly. Yep, you. you bet. Any other questions? Mandy, we appreciate it. Yeah. It's an exciting time to, to get things moving forward. And did I hear you say that this would include signage like by the highway? Yeah. Yeah. Scott and I have talked about, you know, improving the, the entrance road signage. I think there's this is the perfect opportunity to be able to do that. Um, and again, you know, the, the terminal and, and airport overall really, really serve as the as the front door for your community. So yeah, it really does. We That's something that previous boards have tried to get through. I know we got some layouts and, and images to the city and yeah. It just kind of got stagnant and, and uh, passed over. So it's pretty exciting to have a, a pretty good welcome sign instead of a little green sign with an airplane. Yeah, something something aviation related, right? Exactly. Yeah. So. No, I appreciate the opportunity to work with you guys. And, and again, thank you to, to Jim and, and Scott both. Scott, I think appreciate the opportunity on Larry Kellogg, who might have his hand raised. Upper left corner. Oh, Larry. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Larry. Larry Kellogg, tenant, owner, AOPA. Uh, just a question. All the money we're talking about here is just purely for the entranceway and the terminal. There's no ramp, taxiway, any of those improvements involved in this money? 
That that is correct. This money was applied for specifically within the uh, airport's terminal program, and so it focuses only on on terminal type assets, which which would include the terminal and the entrance roadway and parking lot. Um, there are additional opportunities um, to apply for you know traditional discretionary uh, funding, um, <clears throat> even um, excuse me. Uh, congressional earmark and, and a couple of other items that could maybe address ramps, taxiways, and, and runways, and just your overall traditional AIP program. That, on the uh, regarding the AIP, for a very long time the AIP has talked about uh, resurfacing the ramp area. Also, we've got taxiway problems around A and B hangers uh, and access to one one nine. Are those anywhere on the list? Have they moved up on the list at all, or are they still on the kick the can down the road program? Yeah, I I, I, ha I wasn't specifically involved with the de development of the program, Larry, but what, what I can tell you from a region perspective is that ramps and taxiways do not compete well for discretionary funding, and they're also, they're also high-dollar items. Um, the reason that they do not compete well for discretionary funding is that they are lower on the national priority rating system that the FAA has established to uh, basically guide uh, distribution of discretionary funding. And within the FAA central region over the next three to five years, the only projects that are getting discretionary funding are runway projects. And even at that, there's some runway projects that are missing out um, on funding. That and and that really speaks to the to the overall need within within the system. Actually, this is Richard Egg Chair, um, Larry. Uh, I think that that's grant money that we've already applied for and and agreed to. That that project's in the works for the the taxiways around all the T hangers. They're just working out the details. That's Scott might be able to bring it up. But when we well when we were having this discussion last year, and then it seems like it's just you know kind of fell off the page or something we aren't even talking about let's have scott scott can tell us a little bit about that yeah this is scott wagner airport manager um city staff along with garver engineering our engineering firm that was selected uh this time last year uh to work on our cip projects we did have a a meeting with faa staff back in april and we went over our our list of cip projects um that include the items you're just talking about, Larry, and they're at the very top of our list. The taxiway A project, the apron project, uh, improvements of the taxiways around uh, the T hangers. Um, we had a really positive meeting with FAA and it, they gave a strong indication that those were going to be awarded funds. But here a couple of weeks ago, I kind of, as Andy alluded, I did get notice from FAA staff that those projects just haven't competed as well, uh, unfortunately, but we're still going to try. Uh, we are still working with Garver to see what we can cobble together some funds for to get out the door in the next year or two. Um, you know, we're our focus here in the next few months. Obviously, will be this uh, airport terminal and access road projects. But we are pushing ahead to see uh, with Garver what what CIP projects we can get funded. See, I, I guess my memory is a little. I thought that with the drainage issues and the asphalt issues around the T hangers, that we'd gotten some funding to improve some of those areas. That the the funding was going to. You're going to fix the drainage and areas around the A 
T hangers and that the they were discussing whether the city would kick in to do around B and C hangers at the same time. But I thought the the funding was awarded for the drainage issues and that around uh, the the A t- hangers. Uh, this is Scott Wagner. Uh, Richard was asking about uh, some funding uh, for the improvements around the T hangers, and that is correct. It was about this time last year we got some state of Kansas KAIP funding. We got two separate grants. One was for a little over a hundred thousand dollars, and then uh, a second one was for maybe one hundred twenty thousand um, dollars. But once Garver started to dig into what really needs to happen around the T hangers, especially around T hanger A, they honestly think that uh, spending that small amount of money would just be throwing money away. So we are in talks with with Garver about how we can best utilize that KIP funding, combine it with some other city funds that we have allocated to to redo uh, those taxi lanes. Okay. And maybe it's something we can visit next meeting and, and get an update of where that is. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. Appreciate that, Larry. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. Andy. Andy. That's yes, a very ma'am. ominous. As you, As you begin, begin the process of identifying contractors, what, what process, process is, is there, there to encourage local participation from uh, our local talent pool? Or will most of that talent pool come from Kansas City area? Can, now that the echo has stopped, can you ask one more time? I'm so sorry. I'm afraid, I'm afraid if I unmute myself. Thank you, I won't. So in terms of economic development purposes, how a project of this size could benefit our local economy, mm. job creation, things of those natures. When you are beginning the bid process, how many of those folks would be local contractors, people who would be able then to have part in, in this? I, I think several. I mean, okay. the, there, there's no reason what I, the, the thing that we're doing that I think is really cool. And I actually forgot to mention this. Um, you know, the FAA specifications are very stringent um, when it comes to pavement requirements. And again, I'm talking kind of in terms of the terminal road here. Um, what, what they allow airports to do when there's not any um, aircraft loading on the pavement is they sometimes allow you to substitute their specifications for the KDOT specifications, that is going to make this project very attractive to any contractor that's familiar with your standard roadway and highway specs specifications. And that's that should be just about any any contractor out there. And so I anticipate that this project will actually get a lot of interest um, locally and and even within the the Kansas City area as well. And 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 I'm hopeful that that leads to competitive bid pricing as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Do we have any other questions for Andy? All right. Andy, thank you very much. Thank you, Chairman. Appreciate it. Thank you. Now we'll move to the, the normal board items. All right. Um, number one is the Air Race Classic Report from Clancy Malone. Should I unmute or not? <laughs> <laughs> I can switch places with you if you'd like. Let me try it. No. Do not unmute. Okay, I'll try to talk loudly. <laughs> can can people hear her online? Can everybody hear me? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, 
as everybody knows, this uh, air race was delayed for two years because of COVID, and it was held finally this year, June 21st through 24th. Um, we were the sixth of nine stops. We had 42 aircraft, over 100 crew, with 84 timing line flybys, if you can believe that. Hetrick loaded 1,400 gallons of Avgas, and we had more than 50 volunteers, some from as far away as New Mexico and Texas, helping this year. Um, Scott's already given special kudos to um, uh, Tammy Willits, who was our head timer and trained a cadre of people who did a wonderful job doing it, and uh, especially also to... Sarah Thompson, who ran the refueling of all of those airplanes like a well-oiled watch. Um, I have to say thanks to everybody on the committee, including Tiffany and Scott and Sarah, who kind of um, was a hanger-on but certainly pulled her weight uh, to get everything done. We had great support from several businesses here in town, including Uplift Coffee that provided some food, me, who also provided some food, and um, the uh, three three speckled frogs people who did wonderful hats and other treats for for the uh, for the volunteers. And all of that said, um, I got a uh, I noticed behind the front desk at at the terminal that there is a 2006 plaque from the Air Race Classic, and I now can present to our airport manager. The 2022 plan that should go out to the airport. Thank you. Pastor. That's all. If anybody has questions, we're leaving a notebook full of notes out there for the next time this happens in 16 more years. That's all. All right. Thank you, Clancy. Mm -hmm. It was a, a great event to attend. All right. Next is our annual election of chair and vice chair for the Aviation Advisory Board. And I guess I have one question for Scott. Um, the uh, conference that's coming up in Kansas City, is that the one that we've previously had board members attending? Yes, I made mention of it at our last meeting that um, we could have some board members attend, but no one reached out to me. Uh, that um, I think we've missed the deadline for the preferred pricing on registration, <laughs> but uh, if a board member would like to attend, I can sure let you find some funding to, to do that and and i would encourage board members to to attend um i've attended it in the past and biggest thing is you get to meet some of the people with the faa especially the kansas city regional office and get an understanding of how they look at bidding how they look at airports uh leases how they look at airport, uh, basically the business side of the city owning the airport and the city's responsibility versus what the FAA really wants to see. And um, so if anybody does want to attend, it is a, a pretty eye-opening uh, event. It's put on by the FAA office. The, the people that we work with or Scott works with quite often and kind of gives you a one-on-one -on -one feel for, for what they do and how they look at things. I would like to go. I did check this date um, and I am gone, but I would, how can we get more advanced notice of these um, dates? Cause I think the last time. I think Scott actually did give us some more warning. I, I meant, I, you know, I was aware of that, but I mean, Scott, like the next time one comes around, like, will we know maybe like, 
Yeah, that'd be great. Because I would love to go. It really. Oh, absolutely. Um, This particular conference is held about this time annually. So put it on your calendar. And if you want to attend uh, next year, it's really about a day and a half commitment. Uh, Try to try to schedule yourself for this time next year, maybe. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. So with that said, uh, I will open the floor up to nominations for the board chair. And the the voices go silent. Um, I don't mind doing it. I have been a chair for quite a few years, and I think it would be a good time for for somebody to enjoy the the position and get some fresh eyes and ears on it. Um, If uh, nobody wants that, I do not mind doing it a little bit longer. But I would like if somebody would like the opportunity to to step up or step in. Richard, I said I would say this. I will do it if you don't want it. <laughs> well, that's kind of loaded there. I know. I don't mind doing it. But uh, if you'd like. Would you stay on as vice chair? I would stay on as vice chair. Then I'll do it. Okay. That would be awesome. So that would be awesome. Well, then I-, <laughs> I will nominate Clancy for uh, the position of chair. I'll second. Is that David? Even David, second. Jim did yeah. too. So we got two two seconds. Okay. So with uh, with that being said, uh, Richard Haig chair. Yes. Aye. Clancy. Aye. David. Aye. Tiffany. Aye. Jim. Aye. All right. Five zero. So would anybody else? Well, I guess I have to stay on advice. (laughs) (laughs) You're stuck. Anyway. We're all newbies. We got too many newbies right now, but give us some time to earn our wings. We're just fresh. Let me know what I'm committing to first before I commit to it. Yeah. I really do believe that if you attend the conference next year, it it is very eye-opening. And the first one I attended really... Yeah, first of all, I got to meet the, the voices on the phone because the board actually interacted with the Kansas City office a lot more back then. Chuck was a little bit behind the eight ball, so a lot of the questions we would call in for, for answers to bring um, to the public or to our meetings. So um, so I guess uh, we'll have to have a nomination. So, Richard is vice. Yeah. All second. <laughs> Nominated by Jim Lester, seconded by Clancy Maloney. And the roll call vote, Richard Haig, aye. Clancy? Aye. David? Aye. Tiffany? Aye. And Jim? Aye. All right. With that said, we're done. Starting our next meeting will be Clancy as chair and Richard as vice. Sounds great. And with that done, we have our next advisory board meeting scheduled for November 2nd. And we will have some events coming up between now and November 2nd for projects at the airport. So we will try to keep everybody in the loop. And if we look at the, the items that we need to discuss, 
and they're a big enough issue, we may call for an unscheduled aviation advisory board meeting so that we can get this thing and keep everything moving the way it has so far, because it sounds like we can't sit back on our heels on this one at all. How much public notice do we need, Scott? In days? Well, um, I think we determined it was 48 hours. The last okay, oh, okay. Yeah. Good. That's cool. Quick meeting. Yeah. Notice. There so. I couldn't remember what you told me last time. He's got the microphone. Yeah. 48 hours. 48. Okay. Richard, I have one more question. Um, do I, I know that the city doesn't have a published sublease policy? I would like somehow or another to get hold of or understand more about the subleases at the airport or the leases and subleases. Um, I think subleases are frowned upon, but when they've been allowed, the city has to approve right. the subleases, like where how LifeStar was in part of that. Correct. That Correct. Front of the city commission to be a subject. Yeah, and the, the, I, I know only of two right now, okay. but I, I didn't know if there was some policy or procedure we had to go through or what they are. If there are others, I'd sure like to know what they are and how it works. With the tea hangers, it's kind of a, a frowned upon deal because there is a waiting list of, I think, 21, 20, 21 or 22. Yeah. Yeah. And so by letting somebody sublease it, it's somebody skipping the line. Right. And so unless there's an airplane being sold that's already in that hangar, I think that would be a tough, tough road to hope. What would happen if that occurred? I would have to talk Scott, to Scott. What would happen with that? Because officially, you know, it's a new tent. Yeah. I know, like at the marina, if you sell a boat, the, the, uh, you lose the slip. The slip goes back to yeah. somebody on the list. Yeah. Not what happens if somebody sells an airplane and they have it a hangar at the airport? Well, uh, hope luckily that hasn't happened yet under my watch, but hopefully they would provide notice to us. I mean, we I, airport staff doesn't regularly you know inspect the hangars, um, but hopefully they wouldn't want to continue paying their lease payments without an airplane in it. So I would expect a, a person to give notice that they've. Sold their what about the airplane, airplane. stay on the if field? The, if somebody like if I sell my airplane to Clancy and she takes over my hangar, is what would like, happen? Is what she was asking. Um I don't have the T hanger leases in front of me, but I, I don't believe that's allowed under the lease. So an assignment of the lease, I think there's language in there that that's not it allowed. To the leaseholder, not the yeah. doesn't go with the airplane. So right. I have to negotiate that. Okay. Hmm? Any other questions? With that said, I will move that we adjourn. So I so move. All right. Second. Move motion by Clancy, seconded by Jim, and I don't think we need a vote. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you, everyone. All right. And the meeting. Well, no. No. no.